That was so late. <laughs> but whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Wait, that countdown's for me. What do you mean we'll figure it out? You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> We've set the bar so incredibly low. It's... You know what? I'm not even going to argue that anymore. It is definitely not the, the <laughs> highest bar. Uh, for instance, I'm not sure if the listeners will be able, or viewers will be able to see this on BTSN, but there's still Halloween decorations in this shot. So, you know, we're... Oh, happy Halloween. Yeah. You know, belated Holly, Halloween. We're, we're out here doing the most. <laughs> you know I mean? And I officially, I officially have the kid doing the Tupac impression whenever she says Halloween. <laughs> Wait, really? I don't even think it's. Well, it's not actually. I don't think it's an actual Tupac impression. But she sounded like Tupac when she said, "She was like, it's getting close to Halloween." <laughs> I love it. I love every second of it. I love it. It's, that's amazing. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing parenting, to say the least. <laughs> She's a natural. Yo, man. Uh, man, how was your weekend? How, how was Halloween? Did you guys do anything? Did the, did the youngling get to get out? Um, or did y'all say, F it, we not, we not even going to try? We chilled. Uh, she... Cause we had this whole plan that we were going to like do a, a trick or treating around the house. Like we would hide in or, you know, close the doors in each room and have her come around and knock and say trick or treat. And then wifey and I would trade off and, you know, open the door and give her candy or whatever. Right. She didn't care. She, she had a big old bag of candy. That's all she wanted. She was good. <laughs> and then, uh, and we walked up and down the street and there was nobody out. So. You know, it's pretty funny. Pretty I I did that as a kid. The walk to every door in the house when I was in L.A. off 110th Hoover, and I, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't. I I wanted to go trick or treating really bad, and they were like, "Nope, not not <laughs> happening." So no, I was all of seven or eight, and if I'm feeling, ah, uh, maybe not. But I want to. I'm going to timeline this, but I want to say that the whole Night Stalker scare was going around at the time. But oh, I might wow. be I might yeah. be wrong about I might be absolutely wrong about that. So I'm gonna you know, it's either my parents just total paranoia, like, no, you're not gonna trick or treat over here. Uh right. or there were other, you know, factors. So yeah. You gotta look up how, do you remember how old you were when that I don't. I don't soccer? I really don't. You know what I'm saying? Cause I I just asked because I would imagine that I don't think I was as young as my kid is now, but I remember being freaked out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I can't even. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. But I knew what was going You know, we knew what was going on. It was weird. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Richard Ramirez was a crazy situation. I mean, he, he was you know, super sh- creepy looking, too. Yeah, he was. So it's not like he wasn't like one of those where they catch him. And he's like, oh, he's just like the guy, you know, <laughs> just a regular guy next living next door. It's like, no, that dude is a creep. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the wild part. But I mean, shout out to East Los Angeles, though. They shut it down. Like, they was like, Man. nah, we're not having none of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, like, he hit the wrong Getting spot on that weed. <laughs> For real. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, not as creepy as, you know, we're not going to get too much into it. We've been very, very political over the last two episodes. Um, But, you know, 
the Trump supporters in Texas near San Antonio surrounding Biden's campaign bus. Neither Biden nor Kamala was on that bus, but they were trying to right. slow the bus down on the freeway and, and you know, whatever, be intimidating, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Trump has cheered it on, Kev. Um, election yeah. season, is it is it? What's crazier for you? Uh, what's spookier, election season or Halloween itself? Which which one? <laughs> oh, Halloween is by Opening far question. the most least the least scary day of two twenty twenty <laughs> so far. Okay, so we've had a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've had a global pandemic, and you're mm-hmm. telling me that Halloween that November third is the scariest day this year. Yeah, well, it it, it could be. I don't know. I'm 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 with you. I'm just I'm just saying. And actually, when this when this comes out, this episode, it will be election day. It will be. So happy election day. So yeah, happy. Yeah, early on our part, but yeah, 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 because we we probably won't get the results (laughs) though until days later. Actually, right, considering how voting is being counted, who knows? But I've um, literally the only takeaway I have from listening to the news nonstop for the last, you know week is that nobody knows what they're talking about well you know what man this is my wife is all in a tizzy about this um i'm all into these like old school 1940s sayings by the way i just want tizzy yeah yeah um but i'm like look man don't nobody know you know what i'm saying Mm -mm. nobody know Mm -mm. 93 million people have voted have ballots have been cast or what have you, or counted already, or cast already, one or the other, and and there's millions more. Uh, last time, last election, I think close to three million voted or something like that. So, um, yeah, don't nobody know. Yeah. So by next week, maybe we'll know. Yeah. We'll, by the time we record next week, maybe we'll know what's going on. Maybe we'll know. We know we'll Dave Chappelle if, uh, is hosting a Saturday Night Live the weekend following the election. That's right. So that's right. That we do know. All right, well, we got some uh, riveting stuff coming up. <laughs> Did you say riveting? Riveting, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all in, and I'm, I've, I've completely bought in. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the music industry, so just get ready to, you know, have one lively, exciting episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, are you ready, man? Riveting. I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> we are really selling this show. All right, y'all. <laughs> We're going to catch y'all on the other side, man. Let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You alive on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy, Track Life, and your fam, Kev Sakota. Minute Tizzy. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you want to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, it's as simple as going to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are right there. We've got, um, man, over 100 episodes to date. Please catch up, you know what I'm saying, on everything. Cop everything we come out with. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not really copping, but check everything we got. And if you like to watch this you know, live on your television, you can catch it on BTSN, that's Behind the Scenes Network. What you do is you go to Roku, Fire Stick, or Fire TV, you download the app or channel, you know, depending upon which which one you're using, 
uh, once you download that, you click on it, and we are right there. We got our own section and everything, Rap Sucks Radio on BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. So, man, thank y'all for tuning in. You know, let's jump right into this. Uh, yep. So, Kev, over the last week, we talked about mixers. Um, a couple weeks ago, we've talked about Twitch or whatever. So, this week, I actually have uh, Twitch doing too much. Now, mm-hmm. this is sort of going to be one of those things where I put Twitch doing too much, but I actually am kind of on the side of <laughs> Twitch on this one. <laughs> I would, that, yeah, you know, I just realized that this this is a uh, little bit of a role reversal for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, doing too much, but I'm fine with it, actually. Topic titles, this is Metafingle <laughs> to the R-I-A, says Twitch. I, I don't know if that's really a rap lyric or just decided. R-I-A-A, by the way. Um <laughs> And the reason why is the the music industry has taken another step towards a legal fight with Twitch. Now, just to kind of preface this, um, all streaming platforms have had to go through this kind of uh, licensing dispute with the record industry. The end of the day, you're you know using songs that are owned by the record labels or you know owned by the artist, depending upon the situation, and you have to pay for it. Bottom line. That's the argument. But in this case, (laughs) sourced by Verge, um, it seems as though Twitch is just basically not responding to cease and desist letters and any letter, for that matter, from the RIAA and friends. And I think that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Kev, before I dig into these notes, as our resident industry person, (laughs) 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 what are your thoughts so far? It's it's interesting. I mean, it was only a matter of time, especially after COVID hit and people were streaming, you know, DJ sets so much more frequently. Um, but, you know, part of me thinks it's interesting, interesting more because, um, you know, it's Jeff Bezos because Amazon owns Twitch, right? Right. Yep. I feel like, I mean, you know, I feel like he could just, you know, pull his wallet out of his pocket and drop enough money to take care of the RIAA. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it right alone. Uh, yeah, just, I feel just, like this you go. Is, you go ahead and keep that. Right. It, that's why I think it's funny yeah, that they're not you. responding. Like this is might be. Um, <laughs> it's the yeah. yeah. He doesn't have time. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. It's like this might be the one time that the music industry is actually completely outclassed, um, unless they do join in with the uh, film industry, which you know Amazon is already taking care of them. So the film industry has no desire or concern whatsoever to even get involved in this. Which you know. There's that. I think that's freaking hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Anyhow, listen. <laughs> Amazon has received a blistering letter uh, last Thursday about copyright infringement and Twitch's non-existing licensing deals with major music rights holders. Uh, the letter was signed by organizations, including the Record Industry Association of America, the RIAA, um, and <laughs> Friends. I'm not going to read all of them. Um, the document accuses Twitch of allowing streamers to play copyrighted music without getting the proper licensing to do so. Um, They're basically saying that Twitch, uh, end quote, Twitch appears to do nothing in response to the thousands of notices of music infringement that it has received, nor does it currently even acknowledge that it received them. They straight ghosted. They ghosted. Did you get my text? Huh? (laughs) But I text you right after. Like, I text you. Mm, uh, no, my phone. My phone is messed up. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> I got the fire. I got the fire phone. Yeah, right. I got the... <laughs> for real. Sheesh. God, Amazon with the. Oh, God. Anyhow, um, 
it doesn't even acknowledge that it receives them as it has done in the past. So at, at some point they were replying, but they're ghosting at this point. So here's the, here's where it gets interesting, though. Twitch sent out uh, a notice informing thousands of streamers that they had infringed copyright and that the platform was deleting the offending vid videos. The letter to Amazon appears to be the next step by the RIAA campaign to make a case that Twitch isn't abiding by terms of the digital millennium copyright act which governs copyright online that could right. open it up to be sued for copyright claims there's a precedent set for this media company sued youtube between 2007 and 2009 on the same grounds which led to a creation of content fingerprinting system that the company still uses to root out copyright infringement so um there's much more but we can you know that was basically enough reading for now uh, so, Kev, I'm going to kick this one off because I'm actually fascinated by this topic. And uh, as an artist, I should be on the RIAA side, but I'm going to tell you why I'm not. So let me jump into this really <laughs> okay. quick. First of all, um, the deal, the digital rights deal, the digital deals that have been made um, between these companies, we went over these. Um, we're talking 0.00425% payouts per play. Um it would be even less on Twitch because this is not like Spotify where somebody goes to your your page and, you know, listens to your whole album or whatever. This is just people casually or, you know, in, in the case of DJs, using your music in their streams. So for DJs, it's pretty right. cut and dry. You know what I'm saying? I like song A. I play song A. Uh, mix it in with song B and C. All of them are owned by said publishing company and or record company. And um, somebody's owed some money somewhere. The problem with this, in my opinion, is that the record company's getting 70% of this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the artist is left like, I don't know, man. I kind of would rather you just play my music for advertising unless it's going to be something major. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I feel like if DJs, particularly listening to the stream, my holiday in law degree says, just delete your streams um, and don't save them on the site, which I don't really know why you would when you have Mixcloud and other um, platforms for that specific reason. I think Twitch is a little clunky for back listening to videos, oh. but that's my starter opinion, Kev. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I don't know, do you know how many, what what uh, percentage of the content on Twitch is actually DJs? Oh man, it's gotta be, it's not very much. At this point, not. It's tiny, right? Yeah. Which is why I assume that, you know, Bezos is treat, treating them like Homelander. <laughs> well i think part of their issue though is that i think this issue actually is not even really targeting djs at this point um they oh is a, it like gamers that are using music or? yeah they, they have these gamers and these um these uh content creators you know uh mm -hmm. podcasters uh vloggers or whatever um and there's mm -hmm. a soundtrack tool that is connecting music to some of these podcasts and i don't know oh right okay you know what I'm saying? so they're 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 sort of saying like yo you're you're not even but what i think what i think and this is what i think please i this is why sometimes i like to say these things like not knowing the answer to it because i would like for people to research it on their own a little bit but mm -hmm. i don't i think that these are records based on what twitch is saying in this article it says um that they actually have fully licensed agreements in place with the rights holders for the music uh, featured in the product. So 
for the soundtrack tool, I think it's like direct licensing. You know what I'm saying? Which, if I'm if I'm correct on this, really is the part that's pissing off the RIAA. If you are a content cre- content creator or music, I'm sorry. If you're a musician, a band camp musician who's creating your own records, you're basically your own label, your own distribution at this point. And mm-hmm. now you're doing these direct deals with this billion dollar company. I mean, Twitch being owned by a billion dollar company. Um, record labels is like, yo, how? Wait a minute. What? How? I'm sorry, huh? Now, where's our piece? It's like, well, you don't get a piece right. because you're not part of this. It's like, mm, nah. If somebody's playing music, if somebody's playing the piccolo somewhere, we're the record industry. We need a piece of that. So, um, I want in. You know, I want in entirely. So, this is one of those things where I think the freedom for, um, you know, people who create music really is is at risk here in this battle. You know what I'm saying? For those of us that choose mm-hmm. to have record labels and and people who, um, sell our copyright or whatever. You know, more power to us at this point. I'd rather you, as a person who has four records on record labels, on a record label, just play the song. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care if they get the 50 cents from the 900 times you play it. Uh, I'd rather you go to my band camp and buy (laughs) any of my other stuff, including buying the record directly from the label. So, yeah, man, I'm long-winded on it, like I said, because it's actually an interesting topic to me. But I do think that DJ's who are worried about the DMCA that they're going to get like, eh, you know what I mean? Just take your, take your stream down or whatever and, and call it a day. I decided, yeah, but, you know? but make no mistake. Jeff Bezos doesn't care about you either. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's true too. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, he's got bigger yeah. fish to fry. You know what I'm saying? He's got well, drones to build. He's got drones to build, you know, looking like a total weirdo to do. <laughs> he's got a lot going on, Kev. <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested though kev I'm, I'm i really am interested if in in um your thoughts on how you see this kind of unfolding you know what i'm saying well it's the same the, the argument that you made is a totally sensible argument that i think most artists feel like you know first of all most artists are at even at you know relatively well-known artists are at a point where um or in a situation where, for the most part, if you're playing their music, you're helping. You know what I mean? Right. If you're playing it, you know, for two minutes in a DJ stream, it's the idea of it hurting you in any kind of way that you're going to feel it substantially is is almost like you can't even quantify that, right? As an individual artist. Right. Um, and, but the, the record industry operates on, on volume, right? <laughs> so... They have to protect their interests. They, they end up feeling like they got to protect their in- interests across the board, you know. And also, I think they get into a situation where they feel like if they let one company do this, then every other company, you know, that sets a precedent for the other companies that they're also fighting with. So, sure, sure, you know, they've set up this dynamic where, um, aren't you know, it's not like it's their fault necessarily, but it's a they're in a situation where they they're fighting with all these new technologies. But it's been that way since the. Um, the internet, you know, became mass market and they're still around. So, you well, know, prior to that, right? Like once the ability to burn CDs became a thing, it, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Copy yeah, cassettes, yeah, right. so you, there's a constant battle totally. for the record industry to try to protect their intellectual property. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's becoming more of a, 
what seems like a losing battle though but the idea of just get you know just giving up is probably not an option either so no I, not know. at all not at all I'm, I'm, I'm very curious though when does the tide turn that's 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 my my curiosity um because i'm, I'm beginning to ask myself i see these type of situations like what's more valuable like the actual music itself or the administration of the of the rights for the music or you know marketing for the music or what's more valuable you know when you find yourself as an artist making far less than a um i don't know a publicist you know what i'm saying then you're like okay wait <laughs> hold on a second what's more valuable oh. here like the is the music itself i'm not and i'm not distant publicist by any stretch of the imagination please do not you know take it in any, any personal way <laughs> you know, publicist you guys do some of you most of you do a wonderful job blase blase blah everything to get back in your good graces from the original statement however um you do start to wonder you're, as an artist, you're doing like, great wait a minute i'm the one that actually is creating here right why right. are there so many other hands in the pot that make more money than i make off of what I create or what is created. Why are the artists not the capital uh, money makers from from the creation of of art? Yeah, and that's the constant that's the constant tension that happens in any other art field or, um, you know, in any other just about any other industry where there are creators and then distributors. You right. know what I mean? And um, that's why the fight exists, I think, because that tension has always existed in one way or another. So if you're not, if your job is to to promote and distribute the product, but you don't necessarily create the product um, and own it, if, you know, as a label, you don't own it altogether, then um, your interest is in controlling as much of that distribution channel as possible. The problem is that now like, there was one, there was a time like when you were talking about just with CD burning or cassette cassette. Um, bootlegs you yeah. know where that was really that was the channel if you were going outside of the traditional selling vinyl or eight tracks or whatever it was maybe you were selling bootleg cassettes or then bootleg cds mm -hmm. um but that was still a physical good that you could you know one you were fighting on one battlefield and 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 it was just one uh means of distribution right. or two maybe right but it was a very finite thing that that the labels could decide how much it was worth for them to fight that, that fight. Now it's, you know, digitally the stuff is everywhere. So yeah. How much is it, is it worth to fight it? But, but then, you know what the, the labels found out is that if you don't fight it and you don't, and you ignore it or you, you act like it's not going to be around forever or it's not going to hurt your business, you're going to get destroyed. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's where 360 deals are so common. Um, because right. people have decided that the music has less value. I mean, I mean, I guess I, I say Apple, but I'm, I don't know if Apple was first, but Apple said that songs are worth 99 mm. cents. And from that point on, we right. were like, eh, all music is worth 99 cents. Your whole record's worth 99 cents. Matter of fact, you rapper right. are worth 99 cents at this point. Like it just became a point where everything related to music or connected to music was near invaluable. Now, mind you, I'm speaking as a rapper, so, you know, take everything I say with a bitter grain of salt. But, yeah, I, I think the devaluing of music and the rise of merch, especially during COVID, like especially during this time, people are 
are way more prone to buy a t-shirt or a hoodie. I, I know that concert times were big on this as well, but I'm talking like online purchases. People are finding it easier just to go to Printful, set up a situation to where you got your hoodies, you got your beanies, you got coffee mugs if you want. Everything is all set and prepared. So I'm, I like the idea of the high empowering of the artists themselves. And I think that we've seen artists create their own labels. I mean, as old as the Isley brothers, of course, right? Prior to them, per you know, we can, we can go back. Uh, more and more now, though, I'm using Bandcamp as, Bandcamp as an example. Just people are creating their own outlets. They have their own teams. They have their own marketing guy. They have their own management. They have everybody in the circle that can create and put out content. Um, the fight for the labels is obvious. They're, the fight is to make money off of when they were highly relevant and try its best to remain relevant in some form of relevant power through all of this. And, you know, the administration is important, so maybe, but I don't know. I still feel like maybe uh, it, it, there might be a breakthrough where, you know, the artist owns controls and gets paid for what they do. I think we're headed in, yeah, I think we're headed in that direction. I mean, to answer the question you first asked me, um, where is it headed, I think is, is how you put it, is is that it, it's, it's going to continue to go in the artist's favor in terms of control as long as the artists decide that they want that. That's why, as... as much as Kanye drives me completely insane, especially over the last yeah, year, yeah. Um, ridiculous. The idea of what he is trying to accomplish is not insane. Not at all. It's not. It's it's far from as easy as I I think he believes mm-hmm. it is. A, you know, because if it's not easy for him being Kanye, it's certainly not going to be easy for a new artist who nobody knows. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So. And that goes back to a conversation that you and I had on this show about about um, you know the idea of a new artist feeling the pressure to sign that major record uh, deal, yeah, yeah. right? To get that that you know to put to put that career trajectory on a rocket ship. Um, it's that's the trade off, you know, and it's always going to be there. And, and um, but to further answer your question, the music is all that is important. Sure. And the one thing that does bother me is when artists. Um, because artists now, I hear more and more artists saying that, you know, and I understand why they, but they say what, what you kind of said, but from a, a place of less experience, which is that their music isn't the product. Right, right. That the music is almost like a lost leader for sh- tickets or, you know, when we, when we were able to do shows or merch or whatever, which I understand the logic in saying that, but it's, um, it misses the, the, the crucial element of why people are going to the shows um and it's the the music is that integral part of all that other stuff that you you, you know if you want to go sell t-shirts go do that if you want to go sell tickets and get up on stage and just play music um you could do that but you still need the music um and there there needs to be a value to that that goes above and beyond a physical you know good or a one-time experience or whatever so um until artists really understand that and then they're able to have the power to to start their own labels and distribute their own stuff um it's gonna be tough man because even with the biggest artists out now you know they may be huge on the radio or all over the um you know all over youtube or spotify or whatever but then you hear stories that they're getting you know they signed a bad deal or they got money stolen from them all day as they were blowing up sure sure Um, sure I mean, I and it's it, it, 
Yeah. I can only imagine just the administration of a of a, a the trying to handle the money. If you're selling yourself, I'm just saying by yourself, straight up, cash directly to you. I mean, I'm using Bandcamp as an example, like I said, and just imagine if you're selling twenty thousand copies, full copies of albums on Bandcamp right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you are mm-hmm. the accountant, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you got other musicians to pay. You got you got you know producers or whatever. Unless you're just one of those people that totally does everything yourself. And if you're sampling, which is a whole other battle um, that, you know, right. I, I don't all the way want to get into because that's a whole other conversation. And then you really got a whole battle on your hands. Again, the administration part of it becomes important. But I I agree with you here. I, I think more people are taking control of their career, attempting to sell other things, their own podcasts, their own, you know, everything that. But the music is the funnel. The music is what gets all of this gets you know, people to pay attention. And if you're good at music, then that's the part. What, what drives me crazy, drives me absolutely crazy is I think of when I was coming up, musicians were being, or well, rappers, rappers were being clowned for not being good businessmen. Like really dope rappers were like, yeah, but he don't really know how to, you know, use QuickBooks. It's like, yo, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when a rapper was good at that type of stuff, then the argument was that he spends too much time on the business side of things and needs to focus more on the art. Like, so there's a balance. There's definitely a balance and a team is mm. very important. Um, and a team might be a little more important than a record label at this point. Um, and I'm not sure what the major, I don't know where CD sales are or, or um, physical sales are at this point. Uh, Mellow Music once argued to me directly that you know physical sales are still a serious thing, but I feel like that was eight or nine years ago that we had that. Well, it wasn't really an argument, but you know, uh, conversation. So I don't know. I don't know where physicals are, so I still don't really know the high value of a high distribution record label at this point. But you know, I don't know. That's I guess that that part ends with I don't know. But um, in in the midst of this though, I do want want to throw out two things that I did not put on the the list. Kev, Buster Rhymes just dropped uh-huh. a new record, right? Word. Have you heard it yet? The Mighty Infamous. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he he went back to his, not all the way back, 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 but went back to, uh, you know, the first Extinction Level event, sort of the, the coming record um, style. You know what I'm saying? What I want to mm-hmm. ask you, though, is I don't know if you've heard it yet, um, but if you have, whether you have or haven't, it is 22 songs. Kev, is that too long of a record for this time period? Oh, I I don't know. You don't know. I think it's total. I think that's totally like a. Let's do what you feel. As far as I'm concerned, I've thought about that. You know, I don't know the answer. Um, I'll bring up Kanye again when he was doing those seven song albums or mm-hmm. whatever. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Get in, get out. You know. For better or for worse, some of the some of them were better than others. But like the Pusha T record, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. That is perfect for me. And and the other thing that's different now is that there was, you know, we were um or at least I personally you know, for me there was a thing about, you know, fitting the the album on a cassette, like a sixty minute cassette or a ninety minute cassette or whatever. You know, how we that was there was that <laughs> 
that idea of having a side A and a side B, yeah, right? Yep. Um, and it would drive me crazy if there was if the album was too long for the cassette or whatever. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. So at least or too long for the CD. Yep. Um, you know, and then and then you know when we were doing tw- uh, singles and stuff like that, then you know you'd want to sort of make the most out of like if you were going to press up a twelve inches, yeah. Sort of try to make the most out of out of the space that you could comfortably um press up on a record without making it sound crazy or you know yeah yeah um, putting too much yeah. so i don't you know none of that none of that exists anymore we, we're not buying um you know if you're streaming music it's just you know you're adding it to a playlist right and for me a lot of times i'm adding it to a playlist and then never listening to it <laughs> well i the bust buster was one of the few that i actually i was like all right you know um I started to, it was 22 songs, I didn't finish it. But the, (laughs) here's my thing. So, what we haven't lost, because I I use, you you use Kanye, I also use Black Thought as an example. The the first two Mm -hmm. um, records. This this recent one I think was 10 or 13 songs, 13 songs. Um, And I find myself skipping through it. Like, ah, Mm. you know, know, and I'm I'm a, Big sign Black Thought fan. Um, same with Elzai. Right. And so I'm I'm here's the thing. Records are concepts in a sense, right? They they're sort of themed. If they're not themed in an actual theme, like, you know, surrounding theme of record, they're generally themed in sound, just simple just because of time period. You know what I'm saying? So right. um twenty two songs is a lot. It's just a lot for a theme record at this time in my opinion but like you said it's also you don't have to consume it all in one moment you can always listen to it in different different time periods I, you know but i like to actually get the entire concept of the record in one setting i just you know want to take the time out to yeah. play the record i'm doing my work in the office or whatever and i'm just like all right boom i'm about to listen to this record or driving is yeah normal, it's right? it's you know and it all depends on whatever the mood is you know what i mean how much time you have to to actually invest in the like black thought is the first record this the most recent one because i feel like the first two were like EPs. yeah the first, that's what i'm saying the first two were, were eps and right. they were monsters this one is also a monster right but, uh those two yeah, were yeah, real yeah. Monsters. but uh, you know i listened to it this is the first thing that i've listened to more than once uh hip-hop wise yeah. well benny the butcher as well but this is the first one i listened to uh, twice in a in a while and um and it was actually by mistake but then i was listening to it, i was like oh yeah this is good yeah, yeah yeah i don't need to change that but i find myself listening more to like oh you know other other genres of stuff yeah yeah you know which you know i i find myself on the shuffle playlist quite a bit you know what i'm saying picking a song and, mm-hmm. just, and discovering new music through that's the one thing i will say about streaming platforms that i do love quite a bit is the ability to discover new music and that's going back to Twitch. I don't want the RIAA to scare. Although the second point I was going to bring up, and then we can move on, is you know DJs. You also, at least the ones I'm catching up with, you know I love y'all. You guys are my friends, but you're also not playing new music and and sort of the re-edits of old music a lot. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like this is your chance. There's no dance floor you're gonna clear you can take that you can play that song that you've always wanted to play that you couldn't play like or that artist that you maybe know from your block like you could play the record now you could literally play mm-hmm. that album like yo my homeboy's son raps i got a twitch channel i'm just gonna play his record 
you could do that now. So you don't feel like people have made that switch? Not that I've seen. Not well, okay. Yeah, Not okay. enough for my taste. Not enough for yeah. my taste. And it might just be the age group that I'm in in, you know, they they still want to hear kind of the same old R and B songs and the same old um you know, that two thousand era um one twelve ish whatever. Um, an era that was highly corny to me. So, you know, that's also a thing for me. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm not saying that, you know, go completely boom bap Sean P all, all day. I'm just saying you have the ability to 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 switch it up and play different songs. You can you can challenge your listener now. They're they're right there. Did you say twitch it up? Switch it up. But twitch it up, you know? New show. Twitch it up. Play new music. <laughs> All right, let's let's switch it up on this one, yo. <laughs> oh, God. Next topic, Kevin. You put "Don't rush me" because I'm close to the hedge is your topic title. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush me because I'm close to the hedge. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I thought this was hilarious, beyond hilarious. It's really funny. Grandmas keep accidentally tagging themselves as Grandmaster Flash on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of old news, but you know, this one is not like, it doesn't need to be time capsuled, so I didn't put that old news on it. Uh, it's sourced by the independent, the players involved, the Grandmaster Flash, and of course, grandparents. So, um, mm-hmm. long story short, the internet correspondence, well, reading from the article, the inter- internet correspondence of the world's Elders has always been a wonderful thing, filled with email subject headings like message from your dad and text messages <laughs> kept about 12 characters despite length limits no longer really being a thing. Shout out to my mom, who is the sweetest human being that I've ever met in my life, who sends me the most succinct and sometimes rude responses because they are so short because she does not feel like typing on this phone thing sometimes. So <laughs> shout out. To my mom for that. Anyhow, it is it is grandparents foray into Facebook that has been the most adorable. However, with comments left in the wrong places, superfluous sign offs, and plenty of all caps. Um, the last error arises from oh. Facebook's auto suggest tagging feature, which is causing anyone who starts writing grandma to be presented with a link to pioneering hip hop DJ Grandmaster Flash. Kev, just a couple of quick ones for you. Um, One grandmother writes, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Timothy. Happy birthday to you. How old are you now? Love, Grandmaster Flash. Another one. My grandson Jax is turning three, turning the big three today. I would like to wish him a big happy birthday. Love you, Grandmaster Flash. (laughs) <laughs> these are almost coming off like they're praising grandmaster flash kev <laughs> what yeah what's up man? what are your thoughts on this this is a this is a solid story <laughs> a good story i love it what's the best response to one of these messages what's up what's the best response to one of these messages uh well the one where what would you write what would you write back oh well i mean I, you know what? I don't know. Um, damn, I'm on the spot on this one. I, I, I'd probably just correct my mom. God, dude, I'm so whack. 
I'd probably just be like, yo, mom, <laughs> like we live in front of everybody. Can you can you switch out Grandmaster Flash? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I maybe a, maybe a good write. don't push me response. No, it's too inside. <laughs> All right, what's yours? What the duck is wrong with you, Grandma? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you know, and you don't see Grandmaster Flash whining about his royalties. See? <laughs> oh, that's hip hop. Here we go. Here we go. That's hip hop, man. The best overall response, or not response, but tweet, or I'm sorry, Facebook post concerning this is a Kathleen Thomas who tagged Grandmaster Flash and said, I didn't mean to hit the Grandmaster Flash, whatever that is. <laughs> oh, man. Grandmaster Flash says, it's true I get a lot of posts from grandmas. Hilariously now I know why. Hilarious now I know why. Respect grandma and grandpa. P.S. This is hip hop. It's not though, but... But, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like KRS typed that last line. It's not like it's not hip hop. It, it's just grandma's <laughs> messing up. Like, let's, let's not do this. We can't. We can't do this with everything, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I feel like we can. We can do this last one real quick, man. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how much there is to be said about this, other than making sure everybody is aware that this happened, <laughs> right? Which is important. And before we jump into this one, and, and on the way out, if you. Well, that'll, it'll be the day. So you'll hear this in the morning of November 3rd, which means you still have a chance to vote, right? So please, if you have not voted to this point, please go out and vote. That's my... Yep. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Just... Pack a lunch. You know what I'm saying? Do it. Go out. Let your yep. voice be heard. I'm not telling you who to vote for or what to vote for <laughs> or any of that. Just... You know, if you want to have a, a say so in, in how things work, you know, this is one of the ways you can do it in the simplest way possible. So there's that. Vote for Ja Rule. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Somebody puts Mickey Mouse on ballot every year. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to hit him with the old news. Uh, yeah. I don't need to. You sure? Count down for that. Yeah, I guess I'll just do that now, right? Old news. Old news. <laughs> um, I had zero, like, lines for this i i have nothing clever to say i got nothing <laughs> my, this my whole topic was like wait uh wait what what just what just happened oh um, <laughs> all right yeah you guys ready for this okay <laughs> men hide uh, hired men hired to tie up and tickle client break into wrong house <laughs> Oh my God, yo! Clearly, that didn't happen in America. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, they weren't shot. So, um, this is at the source. Uh, I didn't write the source down correctly. Uh, wow, boingboing.net is where this is sourced from. So, of course. It so was. the validity of validity of validity of this is in question. However, <laughs> uh, the players involved are unnamed. Just two men that were went in to tie up and tickle somebody. <laughs> Another grown man. 
right, Kev. Um, I feel like I talked this whole episode, guys. So if you guys want to hear more of Kev, please press two. Um, I don't know. Do something. Put a one in the chat because this was an almost all Trek episode. <laughs> like I don't know what to say. Um, That's good. We needed this. <laughs> it's almost like I didn't turn the mic on. <laughs> Right, is your camera on at this point? Uh, we should do a camera check. Kev, is your camera still on? Technically, yeah. All right, fair enough. All right. <laughs> is it recording? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Two men hired Guessing to break game. into their client's house, menace him with machetes, tie him up, then tickle him with a broom, which doesn't seem like that would tickle very much, have been acquitted of armed break-in after hitting the wrong address. The unsuspecting man. victim awoke to find the men looming over his bed armed with knives. The roleplay was arranged over Facebook by Grandmaster Flash. No, I'm serious. By a man <laughs> near Griffith, New South Wales, who provided his address to, to the higher pair. Uh, in quotes, he was willing to pay you know, $5,000 or what have you, uh, if it was really good, the judge said. However, the client moved to another address 30 miles away without updating the two men. They then entered a home <laughs> on the street of the original address where they realized their error. One of the pairs, when they realized their error, one of the pairs said, sorry, mate, and shook the resident's hands, according to <laughs> local reports. <laughs> My bad. Oh, sorry, buddy. Oh. Ran up in your house and woke you up with machetes. <laughs> tied you up, start tickling you no. with a broom. <laughs> and uh, didn't mean to. <laughs> didn't mean to do that. We're going to go home now. Oh. Um, yeah. That's a nice vase, by the way. Elmo's, got, Elmo's gotten kinky. <laughs> it just keeps escalating. <laughs> oh, boy. Is that the new PS5? Wow, you have a nice home. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the awkward conversation on the way out. <laughs> like, yo, my bad. Those are pictures of your grandkids, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I think I went to school with that guy. Uh, Do you need a broom? <laughs> oh, my God. That had to be the worst. So here's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming these guys actually did their job a lot better than they're giving credit for here. And here's why. <laughs> I guess the aim was to wait enough time for the person, the man, to forget that he even requested this. Right? Which technically worked because the dude moved and didn't even tell them that he moved. So he must have forgotten that he had hired them. Which means that he would have been paying five thousand dollars. Like it would have been good enough for him, them to scare him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just trying to give them credit here, Kev. It's 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 all you know. I don't know what to say. Well, they're professionals. <laughs> Professional ticklers. <laughs> and the funny thing is that there was a there was a a sliding scale evidently to the the fee. Said he was willing to pay five thousand if it was really good. <laughs> According to the judge. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, man. man. This world, I love it. I love it. It's 
It's good. Oh my god, how it's did good. we get here? All right. Thank y'all for <laughs> tuning in, man. <laughs> I am your homeboy Track Life, and that is your fam, Kev Sakota. Yep. <laughs> Again, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, you can catch any of our past episodes by going to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, we are right there. We are live over a hundred episodes. You can catch up on all of them. All of them are great, if I do say so myself. So yeah, do that. Or every, you can catch every single one. Every single one. You can catch us on BTSN. Uh, that's behind the scenes network. If you have a Roku Fire Stick or Fire TV, you download the app or channel. Click on that app or channel, and we are right there. We have our own section, Rap Sucks Radio. Um, of course, that would be watching us on TV. Therefore, I'm going to get on this TV, mama. All right. I'm assuming there's a reaction. If, if, he, if he loses, can we retire that? <laughs> All right. That's fine. Wait, if Kanye loses? Yeah. Oh, he's no. That's not. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Hold on. What kind, of, kind of sham bet are you trying to put on over here? Well, you know, I'm a little emotional, um, and I'm feeling a little left out <laughs> since I was not invited to the birthday party. <laughs> you expect it to be? Well, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Uh, that. Okay. Of the two of us, I'm the only one who doesn't talk trash about her. Um, again. You treat her like an angel. I, okay. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. So, thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> and on the count of three, we say peace. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. We out, y'all.